Blog Talk Radio.
on Sunday. Amen. We're so happy that everyone could join us. Everybody could get their communion ready because in a few minutes, we're going to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There's no God like Jehovah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we want to thank you for um, for coming to join us, um, not just coast to coast, but around the world. Because we are a Christian, non-denominational, Protestant, international, miraculous church in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I was just sitting here with the Lord uh, before the broadcast began. And I was saying, well, Lord, I I, I don't know. I, I think I want to share a song. So I posted one. And I'm also grateful for the the lyrics that were posted to Power in the Blood. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. And I pray that all of you are having a marvelous Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen? An absolutely marvelous Sunday. We're going to continue this marvelous day uh, in a few minutes and with communion. So if you were drinking coffee and you forgot about communion. I'm trying to give you a couple of minutes, okay? (laughs) And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Uh, We invite you to join us in our chat room, and our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up on your browser, whether you're using a computer, a laptop, a, a tablet, whatever, across the banner you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes again, type in your name. One of the names that's on your birth certificate, we'd like to be able to connect you to something that's real. One of the names that's on your birth certificate and your greeting to the saints, and the saints will respond to you in the name of the Lord. Amen? If you're on a cell phone, when the uh, use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. Amen? And when the page comes up across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines, not the picture, the three white lines. (laughs) And all the other links will open up to you. And you can find uh, MIC Radio Chat and use the directions that you just heard. Amen? Amen. You know, saints, sometimes as we go through Christianity, We look back at some of the places and the things that we've experienced and we've been through, and we've come through all the way through. (laughs) We're on the other side now. 
And we look at God and go, what was I doing there then? But, you know, it was part of our journey. It was part of our journey to where we are now. And we have a, a lot more to our journey. This is just where we are at the moment. You see, when you're with the Lord, it's a lifetime journey from wherever you began all the way into returning home and beyond. It's not an in-and-out situation as some people treat it. It's a lifetime. It's a lifetime thing. It's a lifetime journey. It's a lifetime love. Jesus is your lifetime love. For those of you who thought you missed something, Jesus is your lifetime love. And this love relationship goes on with no end, quite unlike the ones we have with humans. Amen? This love relationship goes on and on and on and on forever. So I'm going to continue to encourage everyone to foster your relationship with the Godhead. This is a forever love relationship. It's not just about his power. It's not just about his mercy. He is mercy. It's a love relationship. And so what he asks us to do should not be grievous unto us. Why? Because we want to please him. Why? Because we love him. That's why. And we love him because he first loved us. So I want us to keep that in mind as we continue in this love relationship. Why do we fast of him? We want to seek his face. We want to draw near and close to him. The forces of life, the circumstances and events of life keep trying to get in between us and God. However, I want to remind you of something. Um, where did I put it, John? I, I, want, I want to remind you of something. And I was hoping... I was hoping that you would kind of get it went from the last fast. But I want to remind you of something, that we are more than conquerors through him that what loved us. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And because of that love, because of this love relationship, we can say, for I am persuaded, I'm fully convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
I hope you'll commit that not just to memory, but to your heart. Not just to memory, but to your heart. This is the major love relationship of your entire existence. And it's worthy of first place in your life. It's worthy of first place in your life. I hope you you come to understand the importance of those scriptures. Found they are to your life, your world. Amen. I hope you'll keep meditating on them until they actually become flesh of your flesh and bone of your bone. Amen? They have great meaning. They anchor you beyond what the Jews call beyond the veil, into the very presence of God Almighty. Amen? So, let's keep let's keep meditating on those scriptures. They need to become a part of us, not just something we can memorize. But the memorization is to help the word sink down into our souls. Amen? Amen. So I pray that those words become very, very personal to you as they have become to me over the years. Pray that they become extremely personal to you as we continue on our journey with the Lord. There is no other God besides Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. He's the only God there is. All the others are liars. And We've had people in our lives that thought they were the most important love of our life, but not like the Lord, not like the Lord, the Lord. You know, I had a friend once who told me that her husband wanted her to love him the way she loved Jesus. And she had to explain to him, that's not possible. That's not possible. And the Lord had to correct him because he was a Christian. You see, some of us have made the mistake and have erred by allowing events, situations, circumstances, people, to come in between us and Jesus. But saints, that is not the way it's done. We need to do a major correct in that area. We need to do some serious repentance there because nothing and no one is ever to come between us and the Lord. In fact, we're not supposed to come between us and the Lord. So 
as we continue on our journey and we continue to turn from our wicked ways, let's make sure that other events and other circumstances and other people and other situations don't come between us and Jesus. They don't come between us and the Father. They don't come between us and the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's vital. It's more than significant. It's more important than almost anything else at all. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. It'll help us stay on the right path. It'll help us stay on the right path. You see, in a love relationship, you have to guard the relationship. That's why the Lord says, I'm jealous over you. I'm a jealous God. I guard our love relationship. And I don't think some of us quite got that. God guards our love relationship with him. And we should come in agreement with him. Amen? Amen. We should come in agreement with him there. It's it's the most precious relationship you can ever Hope to have. It's beyond the grave. It begins to define who you really are. So we have to come into relationship the way God designed for us to come into relationship with him. Nothing between our soul, and our Savior. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And with that in mind, we're going to enter into repentance. And I'm going to give you a few moments with the Lord to repent. You know you need to repent of. Amen? Amen. We're going to do a couple of minutes, about a minute or so of some repentance. And we're going to ask the Lord to help us because we're still learning. We're still learning how to be his disciples. We're still learning. It's a good learning. It's a great learning. But we're still learning how to love him. We're still learning how to honor him. We're still learning how to reverence him and how to open ourselves up completely to him. We're still learning how to surrender. Amen? We're still learning how to turn from our own wicked ways. We didn't know we had these many wicked ways. Well, now we know, and now we get to do something about it because faith without works is dead. But this is a living relationship with our Lord. It's alive. It's breathing. It's functioning. It's moving. 
and it should be going somewhere. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we come before you, we lift our hearts and our lives and all that we are before you. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your forgiveness. And now each of us will repent of what we ought to repent of. The cup of blessings which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. To the bread. the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Partake of the cup. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. And many sleep or are dead. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not 
be condemned with the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you thanking you for your love and mercy for us. Father, we are requesting your help in our growth. We desire to allow the peace of God to rule in our hearts. We desire for the peace which has been given to us by the Prince of Peace to execute rulership in our hearts. All decisions and the settling of questions that arise in our minds coming to rest in him. We recall that we are called to this. Help us to be more thankful than we are presently demonstrating giving praise to you always. Father, we pray for those to whom we have delegated the authority to make decisions. We entrust them to you and the holy angels of God, which you assign to them. We recognize that mistakes will occur, Yet you are greater than our mistakes. You are well able to subdue all things unto yourself. Father, we realize that before we can love others as you have instructed us, we must love ourselves. We must love ourselves. We must forgive ourselves. We must show mercy to ourselves. We must have compassion on ourselves. We must rebuke ourselves. Help us to speak truly, to deal truly, and to live truly in harmony with you, ourselves, We are your workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, that we may do those good works which you planned beforehand for us, so that we will take the path which you prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. According to your word, we are fearfully and yet wonderfully made. We are created with a reverence for our creator and the awe of his miraculous accomplishment. 
help us to remember that although others do not always know what is best for us or to our vocation to which you have called us, there is safety in a multitude of counselors. And so we weigh and consider their advice before taking action. We accept responsibility to make the final decisions when called upon to do so. We trust in you with all our hearts and lean not to our own understanding. No, Lord, we reach further into the heart of God and we receive your plan for our lives. In all our ways, not just decisions, we acknowledge you, and you direct our path. We look to you to cause our thoughts to be agreeable to your will, that we might make wise and healthy choices. Lord, give us the courage to make decisions that are in agreement with your purpose and plan for our lives and the lives of those who depend upon us. Strengthened with your power and your might, we do nothing through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends, prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. We are not merely concerned with our own interests, but also with the interests of others. We desire to do unto others as we would have them Do unto us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for answering our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Saints, I I want to encourage you to recast the broadcast and re listen to that prayer and allow it to speak to your heart. Because it does a lot of speaking. Let it speak to your heart, not just your mind, to your heart. Amen? Amen. So today, today we're going to talk about the victory by his spirit, the victory by his spirit, the victory by his spirit. Well, what do you mean about that, by his spirit? Well, you might have to meditate on this scripture that I'm going to read to you from the book of Zechariah. You might have to think about it over and over and over like I had to until it really starts to open up 
and blossom like a flower. You know, roses blossom, many of them, slowly over time. First, there's this bud, beautiful buds, all different kinds. But they have to open up slowly over time, revealing their beauty and their magnificence and the wonder that God brought when he made them. And then they release their fragrance. They release their fragrance. And we begin to enjoy what God intended when he gave them to us. That's important. That's important. That's important. So in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, he says, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. By my spirit, saith the Lord God of war. By my spirit. Spirit saith the Lord of hosts. You might have to think about that for a while. You might have to run it over in your mind, over and over, as you're sweeping the floor in the kitchen, as you're going to get the mail, as you're putting gas in your car, as you're walking back down the street. You might have to think about it. You just might. It would help. So, saints, we must understand that God in these times wants to bring us into perfect life so that we never, under any circumstance, need to go out of his word for anything. Let me say that again. God wants to bring us into perfect life so that we never, under any circumstances, need to go outside of his word for anything. A broken spirit, tried life, and being driven into a corner as if some strange thing had happened. These are surely the ways in which we get to know the way of God. These are surely the ways in which we get to know the way of God. You know, there's something that some of us don't quite receive, and I'm going to try to help you open up to it. Because we are Christian, because we are born of God, because we are His, He has to allow 
certain kinds of circumstances into our lives so that we are able to become stronger where we are weak. We are able to become knowledgeable where we were ignorant. We are able to open up and receive his wisdom. We are no longer in denial, but rather we are receiving his truth. God has to allow circumstances, events, occurrences, all kinds of things to get us away from running from conflict, from running from a challenge, from becoming terrorized, thing we don't think we can handle, so that we can learn to fully lean and depend on him. It's a learning process. It's not, no, it's not microwavable. There is no package that you can purchase out of the grocery freezer, put it in your microwave, hit the button, and when the bell goes off, you've got it. It's not like that. It's entwined in this love relationship that we have with our Lord. And so we have to change the way we look at everyday circumstances. We have to change our perspective and our attitude. You know, I read you those lyrics not too long ago. I've tidied up my point of view. I have a new attitude. Amen? So let us continue to open our hearts to what God will allow into our lives. Let us continue to open our lives to what God will allow so that we can learn. Amen? We have to learn. It's important. It's important. I know when things come, they aren't always welcome. But we need to learn to thank God for them before we curse them. Why? Because somewhere in the trial, in the experience, in the event, God is trying to work a work in us. It's not just about what the other people are going through. It's about what God is trying to do in us. I know sometimes we have said, if so-and-so weren't in my life, I wouldn't have these problems. But you see, God has allowed certain things so that we can grow. Open and vulnerable to the enemy. We need to grow. Amen? Amen. Amen. The psalmist said 
in Psalm 119, verse, verse 67. Psalm 119, verse 67. Psalm 119, verse 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. Before I was afflicted, before difficulty, testing, temptation, and trial showed up, I went astray. I went astray as a normal course of my behavior. This is the way I did it. This is the way I thought. This is the way I handled it. This is the way I reacted. I went astray all the time. And I thought it was right. And I didn't really understand that it really wasn't. But you, in your wisdom, Lord, allowed affliction, allowed temptation, trial, testing, trouble to come my way. Why? So that I might learn. I might learn the character and nature of Jesus Christ. You see, it's not all book learning. It's experiential as well. Before this happened in my life, it was my normal course of action to go astray. And if you had not interrupted me, Lord, I would still be doing it. I would still be believing that way, thinking that way, speaking that way, acting that way. All of us are like this. But now, now that I have gone through the process with you, with the Holy Spirit, who's my helper, my comforter, now that I have gone through this process of learning with you, as we continue on our journey, but now have I kept thy word. Now I understand what that scripture means. Before I thought I understood it. But now I know that I was wrong. Amen? Amen. I thought I knew that. But that's not the truth. Because this experience has taught me that I didn't really know what I thought I knew. See, I thought I knew I knew what it was to love somebody. But you're showing me that I was just wallowing in selfishness. I could be stingy when I wanted to be, when I felt like it, if the mood hit me. But now I understand that sin, and I was wrong. Verse 71, Psalm 119, verse 71. Psalm 119, verse 71. 
it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might, what? I might learn thy statutes. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Not just read about them in the Bible, actually learn it in my own life experience. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. And see, Lord, before I thought need to win the lotto, that would solve all my problems. I was wrong, God. I was wrong. I was wrong, and I didn't even know it. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, yes, Lord, that I might learn thy statutes. Why? Because thy statutes teach me about you. They teach me about you. That's important. Our afflictions will bring us to the place where we see that we cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Ah, that's an interesting place. It's found in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Lord, yes, if my afflictions and trials and temptations and tests and challenges will bring me to the place where I can see that I cannot live by bread alone, it is written, here it is, another one of those, it is written, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. He can't live by the natural life only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's what man actually should live on. Not the natural life, the life that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We need to learn this. Yes, we do. But by every word, not just the words that I particularly like in the book of Psalms. Amen. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. If we allow God to bring us to this place in our daily lives, then they will have served a blessed purpose, a blessed purpose. But 
will we allow God to do this in our lives? You know, saints, sometimes we shut down on God. He'll start doing something, and before you know it, but either we get stubborn or, or we get fearful or we get apathetic, and then we go to shutting down on him. We get complacent. We get passive. We wallow in the flesh, and we start to shut down on it. He's trying to get something accomplished, and we're starting to shut down. So, the question is, will we agree for God to use our lie? Will we allow him to do this in our lives? You see, we've called out for change because we know we have to do it. Uh huh. But are we going to let him do it? That's the question. Are we going to trust him this much? Are we? Will we? Will we agree for God to use our events and circumstances to teach us his holy word? Mhm. Are you open to this? And if not, are you willing to be made willing? Really? Will you say yes to the Holy Spirit? Will you? That's a good one. This may well mean that he leads you to do things which you would not ordinarily do. You may be uncomfortable in doing this. Apprehension may appear. What will you do then? Well, what? What will you do then? You know, some of us are so independent-minded. We were that way the day we were born, and we've been pushing that agenda ever since. And whatever got in our way, we just plowed through it, mowed it down, knocked it over, whatever we had to do to keep going, because that's how we are. Well, guess what? The scripture said, I know this isn't going to be your favorite, but it's going to be good for you. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Can you see the difference? You're so, um, sometimes like a bulldozer. 
You're going to get through this no matter what. You're going you, you, you just going to run right through this. You, yes, Lord, I'm trusting you. And you're cranking your engines, and your engines are started. You know, like at Daytona, your engines are started. They're running. They're ready. All you need is a flag. And God keeps saying, my way, my way, my will be done. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, your will be done. And while we're revving the engine. Why? Because that's how we are. And anything that gets in our way is going to get mowed down. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, you may look in the mirror. It's okay. The mirror of the word will help you to see you. Amen. Amen. You know, we don't have to do it that way. It's been your favorite for the longest, but you don't have to always do it that way. God has what we call the many-folded wisdom of God. Every circumstance cannot take the same response. Some circumstances need a far different approach. But you can't see that because you're in your car, you've got your helmet on, your gloves on, you got your outfit on, you crank that engine, you're on the, you're on the line with all those other cars. Forget about them staggering you. You're ready to go. And as soon as that flag moves, you're gone. And you're off. And that's the way it is. But God is come to change us. He's come, church, to change us. And he wants us to learn to allow God, the Holy Spirit, to lead us. So if the Holy Spirit's going to lead us, We have to position ourselves to follow him. And if he doesn't say crank the engine, we're not going to crank it. If he tells us to sit and be quiet, we're going to sit and be quiet. If he doesn't tell us to spout off our opinion, we're not going to do it. If he tells us to butt out of something, we're going to butt out of it. It's not that he's going to necessarily take your race car from you. If you ever learn to be disciplined, he might let you keep it. But you can only do with it what he says you can do. You can only do with it what he says you can do. But I want to be in that race, that race over there. No, that's not your race. 
you're going to learn that when the Holy Spirit says no to you, the answer is no. And you're going to learn to take it with a good attitude. You're going to learn that when he says you need patience, that you're going to come into full agreement with him. You're going to learn that when he says wait, wait is all you're going to do. You're not going to pout. You're not going to sulk. You're not going to get in your corner and get an attitude. You're not going to play isolation games. You're not going to shake your flesh all over the place. You're going to surrender and submit. Amen, amen. He's Lord of all. He is Lord of all. Amen. So, the question was, apprehension may appear. What will you do then? Uh is not a good answer. Uh is not the answer for the Holy Spirit. A better response is required. Amen. So I'm going to let you think about that. I'm I'm going to let you meditate on that. Amen? You see, God can't have a soldier in his army. He's telling you to stand there until I say different. And you decide, oh, there's a dog over there. I want to go play with the dog. And you take off to go play with the dog. No, you don't do it that way. You you stay you stay in, in, in the way he left you. You follow your orders until you get new orders. You don't break rank and file. Some of us don't care that rank and file exists, but he cares. Some of us don't care that discipline exists. But he cares. He cares. And we're going to learn perfect obedience. We are going to learn obedience. We're not going to break rank. We're not going to smart off at the mouth. We're not going to crack a joke. We're not going to imitate a fool. We're not going to do any of those things that we usually do when we're told to do something that we don't want to do. We're going to act like Christians. Amen? We're going to act like Christians. Praise the Lord. So, in 2 Corinthians, 
chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. 4 and verse 4. Satan is referred to as the God of this world or this age. Have you ever wondered that about that member of your family or that neighbor or friend and why they are unable to see spiritual things? Well, this is the answer. Verse 4, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. And sometimes that's been us. That's right. Even as Christians, there have been times when we just don't believe what God wants us to believe. We have an attitude, and our attitude says, I don't believe it. I don't believe a bit of it. And you see, there are Christians like that. We've been praying for God to wake up the sleeping giant, but there are still Christians who refuse to believe the truth about what's going on worldwide. They hear about the, about the situations going on, but they have erected a barrier to truth. They have decided that they don't want to believe it, and they're not going to believe it. And at some point, each of us has had that attitude. But saints, I'm going to tell you the truth today. We need to examine our own hearts and our own attitudes. Because sometimes we've been just as wrong as they are. We've used the same excuse, the same attitude, the same misbehavior, and walked in the same sin. We have willfully walked into deception. And that's not what we're called to walk in, what we're called to walk in at all. That's not what we're called to walk in. Amen? 2 Corinthians 4.4, we're still here. In whom the God of this world has blinded the mind. This is how he gets in. The minds of who? Them which believe not. Your believe not opens the door to the God of this world blinding your mind. Amen, it's real. It says it right here. When we decide we're not going to believe what God wants us to believe, when we get that attitude, that stubbornness, that rebellion, that idolatry, that sin, we open the door for the God of this world to blind our mind. And it's our own fault. The light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. 
We put up this wall in the Holy Spirit's face. So I don't believe that. And so the light of God can't shine on us. The Bible says that if we follow him, if we walk in the light as he is in the light. Let's see. Let me go find that scripture. It just pops out of my mouth. If we walk in the light as he is in the light. This is this is a very interesting scripture. He says in John chapter 8, verse 12, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, shall have the light of life. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm not going to that other one. I'm going to this one. And then and again, In John chapter 11, verse 10, he says, But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Amen. So if we're going to walk with Jesus, I'm going to do it anyway. 1 John 1, 7. 1 John 1, 7. The one I started but didn't finish. First John one seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. Well guess what? Every time we put up that I refuse to believe. We block the light, and we end up walking in darkness. That's what happens. That's what happens. And we need to do something about that, don't we? Don't we? We need to do something about that. We need to do. We, not Jesus, we need to do something about that. We need to change. It's time for us to change. So you were wondering about your family member, your neighbor, your friend? Did you wonder about you too? Yes, the answer is, in whom the God of this world, Satan hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Satan does not want any human being to believe in God, nor to believe what God said. Therefore, he has the power to literally blind the minds of them which believe not. See, there's a judgment on refusing to believe, and this is it. 
the God of this world gets to blind your mind. You see, the LGBTQIA plus folks refuse to believe it the way God made it. And the judgment is on their mind. They have reprobate minds. How? Because the God of this world gets to blind them. Why? Because they refuse the truth. Believing themselves to, professing rather, themselves to be wise, they become fools. I know more than God I can worship the creature more than the creator, okay? Well, there's a judgment on that. Amen, it's real. Amen. Therefore, therefore, the God of this world has the power to literally blind the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan has elevated himself to a position of prominence not only in government, but in religious arenas as well. He claims the worship that belongs to God Almighty. He causes men through delusion in false religious systems to worship him. He doesn't care how religious you are. In fact, he wants you to be religious. But there is a great difference between being religious and being a born-again Christian. See, some of us have been religious already, and we got tired of it. Satan wants you to be religious. I never miss a church service. Well, whoop de do. Well, neither does the carpet, neither do the walls, and neither do the chairs or the pews. How about it? Amen. There is a great difference between being religious and being a born-again Christian. Please understand, saints, that those who worship Satan do not necessarily become irreligious, nor do they become enemies of religion. Amen? You don't have to become an enemy of religion or be irreligious to be controlled by Satan and to be lost. This is the reason in these last days that prophecy is being fulfilled every day. But the Spirit of God warned us that in these days we should be careful of strong delusions and in religion. In these days, we should be careful of 
strong delusion and falseness in religion. First Timothy chapter four verse one. First Timothy chapter four verse one. First Timothy chapter four verse one. Now, Spirit of God, the Spirit speaketh expressly. Yes, the Holy Spirit can speak. That in the latter time, that's where we are now. Some shall depart from the faith. You know, Nikki Haley thinks she's got a faith and you got a faith and he's got a faith and she got a faith, and you can all put your faith together. No, dear, it doesn't work that way. There is one faith, the faith, as it was once given to the saints, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. You can't depart from the faith if you've never had it. giving heed to seducing spirits in in our warfare prayer. You hear me binding these demons. Why? Because I don't want you sucked up by them. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, teachings of devils. There's a reason I give you 20 scriptures for all these sermons. Why? Because we have to stick with the faith. And there's a tidal wave coming through to try to get you out of the faith. Amen? Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. This is why discipline in Christ is so important because your disciplines will hold you in place when you would ordinarily follow your flesh into destruction. Your disciplines matter. They will hold you in place when you would normally be swayed right into sin. Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. That's been going on for a while now. And you see, it doesn't say, and shall deceive a few. And shall deceive many. They come in his name. He says, they come in my name, saying. And what? They deceive many. It's already happening. Verse 11, Matthew chapter 24, verse 11. Matthew chapter 24, verse 11. You know there are people who run around chasing prophecies all the time. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be trying to keep up with him. 
He's the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth. If you keep up with him, you won't be left behind. Verse 11, and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive a few people? No, many. Verse 24, Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Amen. Amen. So we need to give the most more earnest heed to what we have been taught. That's that any time we allow it to slip away from us. Lest at any time we allow something to come between our souls and our Savior. Amen? Your grandchild suddenly died. And why didn't God heal Bobby? Bobby was just a baby. He hadn't done any wrong. And you go on and on and on and on. You ignore Job and his whole experience. When he got up from his tears, he says, the Lord is given, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You don't take that attitude. It's there available if you'd like it, or even better. No, you're going to be mad at God, blame God, curse God, stop going to church. Stop listening to the preacher. Stop reading your Bible. You're going to do all of that. Why? We read says nothing shall separate you from the love of God. This in Christ Jesus, your Lord. Am I right? Am I right, saints? Nothing shall separate you. Death is listed in that. Not life, not death. Amen. This is a real gospel. This is a real gospel. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Second Thessalonians chapter two, beginning with verse two. That ye be not soon shaken in mind. Stuff's going to happen, okay? That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and it's going full steam ahead. 
and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. The great falling away, saints, is a falling away true faith in Jesus Christ. It's one thing to speak of Jesus, but it's another thing to accept him as the very son of the living God. Satan does not care if you talk about Jesus. Satan would be fine if every woman, man, and young person would look to Jesus as a wonderful example of a mere man, just a man, no more. And just see Jesus only as one of the greatest men that ever lived. Satan wouldn't mind that at all. However, Satan does care when a person accepts and receives the Son of the living God as their personal Savior. So, that is what makes all the world of difference. Amen? Amen. We should all know that. Saints, this is extremely important. A person may become a devoted follower of a religious system like Jehovah's Witness, Seven-Day Adventist, all of the others, Mormons included, you know, it's a whole trail of them everywhere. But if it doesn't center on the Lord Jesus Christ without elevating a human being to equal influence, it's a religious system that centers in Satan's counterfeit. Let me say that again. It doesn't center on the Lord Jesus Christ without elevating a human being to equal influence. It's a religious system that centers in Satan's counterfeit. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. Colossians Chapter 1, verse 18. Colossians, chapter 1, verse 18. And he, speaking of Jesus Christ, is the head of the body, the church, not a church, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have what the preeminence, that he might have the preeminence. That's important. Resultingly, Satan is called the God of this world. He always operates by deception. Jesus said that Satan is a liar. He is the father of lies. 
Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44. Amen? There's a lie on every corner. I hate to say it that way, but it is. Amen. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44. Ye are of your father, who? The devil. And the lust of your father, ye will do. The desires of your father, the devil, is what you're going to do, he was telling them. He was a murderer from the beginning. And he's not going to easily let you shut down abortion. Do we understand that? And abode not in the truth. And abode not in the truth. You know, Jesus tells us, that we have to make him our abode. That he's the vine, we're the branches. Well, the devil didn't do it that way. He didn't do it that way. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Amen. So Satan will never operate according to truth. His very nature is one of deception, and there is great deception in the world today. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him and unto us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way. The truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Think he can say it any plainer. Amen. I don't think he can say it any plainer. Truth centers in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Truth is revealed from God to man through Jesus Christ, who is truth. In an arena that is completely different, from the arena of God. 
God always operates in truth. God always operates in truth. Satan operates in the opposite of truth. He uses the arena of lies and deception. Satan is a liar. By the way, saints, partial truths and exaggerations are lies. He prefers to operate by blinding the minds of people. Our minds receive truth and assimilates truth. When Satan perpetrates a lie, he must first of all darken the perceptive powers of people. He must first of all darken the perceptive powers of people. You know, that's one of the reasons I keep saying to you that at the end of the day, you need to disconnect yourself from all of those spirits and events and demons, et cetera, et cetera, that you were exposed to during the day. You need to cut yourself free every single day. Why? Because you're beginning a new day with God. The evening and the morning were the first day. So at the end of the day, you need to cut yourself free. You can't bring the bondage of yesterday into the new day. You had a demon hitchhike from the grocery store. You can't take him into your next day. You'll get that after a while. You'll get it. You'll get it. Every day, I tell you, you got to do this every day, all the time. You got to keep disconnecting. Why? Because he's like a leech. A blood sucking leech. That's why. Amen. Amen. When Satan perpetrates a lie, he must first of all darken perceptive powers of people so that they don't recognize his deception. Now, another problem we have is going too far in multitasking. And you say, why is that a problem? Because it keeps your mind rolling in too many different directions at one time, and it breaks up your focus. It breaks down and tears down your ability to strongly focus on one thing at a time. We overdo multitasking. And it works to our detriment. Amen. He works. on darkening the perceptive powers so that we don't recognize his deception. Amen? Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. 
Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He was sneaky, too. He was sneaky. If you knew and understood that he is the deceiver of the truth, then you would be on God, wouldn't you? But first of all, he must blind your mind to the fact that he is the great deceiver so that you don't recognize or perceive his deception. So what does he do? So he must transform himself into an angel of light. He must transform himself into an angel of light. Second Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 13. Second Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 13. Second Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 13. For such are false deceitful workers, transforming themselves. It's not the Holy Spirit working in them. They're transforming themselves. It's not a work of God happening in them. Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself transforms into an angel of light. He's got a front to put on. And you have to be astute to perceive it. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness and shall be according to their works. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. This is to the purpose of deceiving people into believing that he presents the truth when he is actually presenting a lie. That's what he did to Eve. That's what he did to Eve. Primary thing that characterizes the work of Satan in this world is that he deceives the nation.
he is still deceiving the nation. He specializes in deception and blindness to the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. The blindness among the nations, among the rulers of the nations, and the leaders of the nations is appalling. John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What a vast difference. Many have followed Satan the prince of the power of the air, and have become enslaved in his system so that his deception has become their philosophy. The very atmosphere today is filled with great deception, and the minds of men clothed in this great deception, do not realize the great power of the enemy over their minds and bodies. The very atmosphere today is filled with great deception, and the minds of men clothed in this great deception do not realize the great power of the enemy over their minds and bodies. The enemy never practices truth. He is the great deceiver. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning with verse 9. Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning with verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. There are going to be wonders, but they're lies and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Come, why? Why is this happening to them? I've known them for years. They live down the street from my parents. We got along well. What's the problem? Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Because
they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. The Bible says to buy the truth and sell it not. Because God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. See, you either receive the love of the truth so that you can be saved in whatever the situation is, or you're going to end up with a delusion, with a deception. You're going to end up believing a lie. It's critical. It's a critical point. It's not just something to say, oh, that was a nice sentence. It is very crafty and subtle, attempting to manipulate while grinning in your face. Our enemy is not one whose movements we can always predict, nor can we know exactly what he will do because he appears to conform to truth. He appears to conform to truth. A thing may look so harmless to us. So harmless. The beginnings may appear very innocent, but the thing grows. You see, the old people used to say, you go by a bush and you look at it, and you say, what kind of bush is it? It's just as green as all these other bushes. And your grandpa be sitting on the on the porch saying, it's what it is at the root. In other words, what determines what kind of bush it is, is the root of the thing. Not the leaves, the root. It's an orange tree at the root. It's an orange tree. But if it's not, it's not an orange tree. Amen? Do we understand that? Do we get it? Amen. Do we get it? I hope we do. I hope that we do. I hope they used to tell us to sit back and watch it for a while, and it will show you what it is. Watch it for a while, and it will show you what it is. See, some of you didn't do this before you got married. Amen. You were so in love. No, you was in delusion. And they tell you, watch this thing for a while, and it'll show you what it is. Mm-hmm. But you weren't interested in wisdom. You were in your what? Emotion. Amen. You learned your lesson, though. Amen. It's the truth. Thing may look so harmless to us. The beginnings may appear very innocent, but the thing grows. 
an easy hook for the young, rebellious, and gullible. It's an easy hook for the young, rebellious, and gullible. Talk to any person who was caught in the snare of drugs, and they will admit that it all began innocently. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 9. The thought of foolishness is sin. The thought of foolishness is sin. The thought foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. That's one of those things you need to think about while you're washing the car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It starts out innocent but it doesn't end up that way. There is still victory for anyone, but you must take the victory. You must take the victory. That victory is found in Jesus Christ. This is the reason that you and I need the power of God. Only one power is the power of the Lord Jesus person of the Holy Spirit. We do not have to be defeated if we have received Jesus Christ as our Savior and surrendered to him as the Lord and Master of our lives. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans chapter 8. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Saints, we are more than conquerors in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I want you to think about what we talked about. It's important. It's very important. Oh, but it's important. Amen. It's important. It's important. It's important. Remember when you were all in love? Remember that? And your friend kept trying to tell you the right one for you. They kept trying to show you the warning sign. 
and the warning signal. It might even have been your parents. But, oh, you were so determined. Why? Because you wearing these rose-colored glasses known as delusion and deception. They help you to believe any lie. And you decided that no matter what anybody told you, you're going to wear those rose-colored glasses to the end. Well, that was till you got married and the glasses broke. And then all of a sudden, you discovered that you believed the lie. It's not that the evidence wasn't right in your face the whole time. The truth is, You chose to ignore it. You chose not to believe the truth. That's what you did. Amen. That was then. This is now. Let's not have to learn that kind of a lesson again. Amen. Let's not have to learn that kind of a lesson again. Let's not do that. See, the enemy has gotten away with that with you already. But you don't have to go for the okey-doke again, okay? You don't have to go for that. You've been down that path. You know it's possible. See, some people still have not discovered that they can be deceived. Anybody can be deceived. Anybody. You're not above it. Nobody is. That's why we need God. That's why we need God. We can be deceived. Eve was. We can be too. We need God. And we cannot afford to tell him that we're not going to believe the truth because we don't want to. Amen? Amen. It's a serious life, but you've got a serious Savior. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your unfailing love for us. We thank you that you're a jealous God. You guard this love relationship. You're not willing that any of us should perish. You want us to succeed. You died to give us the victory. So, Lord, help us. Help us when we're weak. Help us when we're wrong. Help us when we're so stubborn. We just want to believe what we want to believe, and we are as wrong as we can be. Amen. Help us, Lord. Because, Jesus, you're the blind man healer. You're the blind man healer. You make the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And we need you to be our blind man healer. We need you to be our blind man healer. Yes, we do. Thank you 
that you supplied all of our need according to your riches and glory, Father, by Christ Jesus our Lord. You knew we would need a blind man healer. You knew. You knew we needed a blind man healer. You knew we would be open to deception. You knew if we trusted Jesus, he would bring us out. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. In the name of Jesus, we take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy in Jesus' name. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, Bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology. Pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. And by the way, people that are members of Miracle Outreach Ministries have undergone this kind of attack. Not words. We've experienced this. Amen? We return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, listeners, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, technology demons and their attacks, all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils. And their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits, sorcery devils, and their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, quartum spirits, and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils, and their attacks, all mystic rituals, and their intents, all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, Technopaganism, mind control by the occult. Thank you, Lord. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all audio weapons. Yes, they use sonic weapons. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. 
We bind all microwave frequency weapons, all debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We bind 5G and all their components, every weapon uh, coming against human beings from what we call outer space or other galaxies, from any planet, from any satellite, from any station on any planet, from any orbit, roaming in outer space. So targeted against us through global satellite positioning systems, through any satellite system, coming through any receptor on earth, coming through the cell towers and through our devices in Jesus' name. We bind you and we raise the shield of faith at wherewith we are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We deflect your beams back to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We deflect your We deflect your transmissions back to you in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus over your changing our electronic environment, the environment around us and the environment in our bodies, in Jesus' holy name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, tribal, indigenous groups, Caribbean and Latin American, Black and white magic and witchcraft, Haitian witchcraft. We take authority, dominion, and power and bind all covens, cults, conclaves, and cabals in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, and low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all the rituals, all the sacrifices all the incantations, all the channeling done on the phases of the moon. The sun shall not smite us by day nor the moon by night, in Jesus' holy name. We bind the works of the bewitching hour in the name of Jesus Christ, turn them to cinder 
according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, Undermine, despise, bewitch, tranquilize, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony. We bind false flags. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attack through channeling the satellite, and other means against the website, the app, and the broadcast in Jesus' name. Binding all abortions as a magical ritual. Returning to sender, all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, and such. Returning all tribal witchcraft, especially by witch doctors and shamans, in the name of Jesus Christ and all of their methodology. Returning to sender, all Chaldean witchcraft, all of their hexes, all of their vexes, all of their slams, all their door slams. All of their Masonic-like activities in the name of Jesus Christ. Binding and returning all brujaria, all Spanish witchcraft in the name of Jesus. Binding the work of every cult, every cult, and your false religion, every cabal, every cabal, all conclave, all coven, and your attachment to and your covering as the Illuminati. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind your finances in the name of Jesus Christ. We shut down your financial progress and prosperity in the name of Jesus Christ. We bring it to a halt. We bind it with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' holy name. We tear down your shields of protection in Jesus' name. We destroy them. Father, we thank you for releasing your warring angels against them now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We are breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. We're binding superficial religious acts and every act of sexual sin. We're binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charm, Thai magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons, and stripping them of their crown, their powers, and their thrones in Jesus' name. Binding all wizards who do their work under the waters in Jesus' name. Binding all conjurations and summonings of demons. Binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writing, magic artifacts. Binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic uh, divining practices by amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, magic spells and potions, block, binding all blockages to righteous spiritual reception in the name of Jesus Christ, binding all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the new world order, new age movement, great reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, la-la land, the spirits and works of the oppressors, and the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, anti-ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, miramantic, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, Haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We take authority, dominion, and power over the king of pride and all of his underlings. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear. Combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, violence, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We send you into the cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poison, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft, 
and their pagan sources. Thank you, Lord. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, pact, and prayer. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, their charter, the rituals of every secret society, and those of the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you. We want to thank you. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride, work of errors, insanity, foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. We bind all electromagnetic energy pollution. We bind and return to sender all electromagnetic witchcraft, binding magical fantasy movies and TV shows, binding the unreality and escapism of the Hallmark Channel shows. Amen. In Jesus' name. Yes, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against this. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Kill Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, and we command them to leave us now in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and elsewhere, for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are being persecuted or are in prison or have been left behind in Afghanistan or some other place, and the January 6th prisoners. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over demons that come through the web pages on the computer, across computer lines, phone lines, and electronic lines. We send them to the feet of Jesus to be judged. Thank you, Lord. Father, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus. We cover our mode of transportation in the blood of Jesus. 
We take authority, dominion, and power over all interferences to our mode of transportation and the roadway, airway, or waterway that we use in Jesus' name. We thank you that you have dispatched your angels ahead of us. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the mist. We thank you for your warring, linking angels, your praising angels. To the Lord, we thank you for your very presence in our midst. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the day, the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away. We ask for, uh, we thank you that your angels have been released to protect us and our property, regardless of whether we we buy those uh, devices, those ring devices or not. Thank you, Lord. You are our alarm system. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your wall of fire once again. We pull out. Yes, we do. We literally pull out, as in pull out of a pincushion. All fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, anything sent to us from the demonic realm, and we send it back. Now, we break and destroy all vice grips. We break and destroy all vice grips. We break and destroy all vice grips. We break and destroy all vice grips in Jesus' name. And we return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We tear down, destroy, and set ablaze all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts. Leagues and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, pagans, and liars in Jesus' name. We destroy the powers of all charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, fetishes, psychic thoughts and prayers, witchcraft, bewitchments, death spirits, potions, brain frequency meditations. Mind control, voodoo, magic, sorcery, torment, pain, sickness, destruction, all psychic warfare and psychic powers, ungodly blessings, ungodly prayer chains, incense and candle burnings, incantations, chantings, root works, crystals, hoodoo, everything, tribal rituals and sins, everything being sent to us from the demonic realm. We return it now. In the name of Jesus, we return it now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. We want to thank you. We return spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, and all other spirits of blindness. We return spirits of blindness. We return spirits of blindness, binding the spirits of bondage, heaviness, fear, and hate. Returning to sender in Jesus' name according to the covenant. We destroy the yokes on our lives and we receive the liberty that Jesus Christ has released to us. We thank you and we give you praise for it, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' holy name, rise for the benediction, saints. Rise for the benediction. Rise for the benediction. Thank you, Lord.
Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work in Jesus' name. And the saints said, Amen. Amen. Pastor loves you, saints. Continue in the word of the Lord, trusting him continually. Amen. Talk to you when.
Oh!